Hello and welcome to the Folk Music Podcast. My name is Anders and in this episode I'm speaking with Swedish fiddler Anna Ekborg. Now I got to sit down with Anna last weekend during the Norwegian Showcase Festival Folkelarm. Uh, and that was an extremely busy weekend for me but I am very happy that I managed to find this small window to record this conversation with Anna because it turned out to be um, a really interesting conversation. So uh, Anna was at the festival um, promoting her recent album called Solo, which as the title implies is uh, a solo album uh, where she plays uh, traditional tunes from her home area in Sweden, which incidentally is not too far away from where I grew up uh, in Norway. Um, So the music is kind of similar, which um, is interesting to me. So we obviously speak about uh, her album and uh, her musical background, how she got into folk music. Uh, But we also touch on a number of different things concerning um, the musician lifestyle, so to speak. Uh, Like how to best organize your time and your life. (laughs) Um, How to deal with uh, things like stage fright and um, the famous work-life balance. Um, relationship with social media Um, and we talk about how to develop your own style within a um, within the traditional music framework and a bunch of other interesting things so um, yeah as I said I really enjoyed this conversation with Anna uh, and I'm pretty sure you will as well so without further ado here is my conversation with Anna Ekborg Anna Ekberg, welcome to the show. Thank you. So we're at uh, the Norwegian Showcase Festival Folkelarm, uh, and you played your first concert last night. Yeah. How do you feel about it? It felt very nice. Uh, it was my first time playing in Norway, uh, but it was... Uh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh. So it felt very nice to do it here at Folkelarm. Yeah. I felt like I met you here last year, but I think maybe it was at that other Showcase Festival. Yeah, at Nordic Folk Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never been at Folk Alarm, so... No. How do you like it so far? I I love it. It's uh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you find these showcase events in general? Mm, I like them. I think it's nice uh, to meet uh, people in the business and also see other artists. Mm. Uh, It was my first showcase as a solo artist. I've been doing some showcases with Nod Resonance. Mm. So, of course, it's uh, a bit different when you do it Yeah, you don't have have your friends (laughs) to hide behind. Yeah, you don't have the band. Maybe it's in a way actually better because it forces you to actually talk to yeah (laughs) yeah that's actually quite uh, a challenge but it's good and also yesterday at the soundcheck i was a bit nervous and then you don't have the band to talk to you're all by yourself sitting there backstage just waiting to play sure yeah Uh, and that's kind of uh, that's part of the theme that i wanted to talk to you about because uh, i mean you've just released an album called solo yeah um that i think is very nice thank you um so I really want to talk about that album and and about releasing a solo album in the Swedish folk scene yeah. in, in this environment. Yeah. But why don't you first tell us a little bit about your uh, musical background? Like, where did you grow up and how did you first encounter folk music? Yeah, uh, I grew up in Falun in Dalarna, uh, kind of in the middle of Sweden. And uh, I grew up in a family with a big 
love for music, especially folk music. Uh, my parents uh, played the fiddle just for fun, mm-hmm. uh, amateur level, in Spelmanslag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the same in Norway, right? Yeah, it's like a fiddler's group. Yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid, they brought me and my brother along to all the festivals and Spelmanstemmor. And uh, we didn't have uh, like a babysitter or anything, like a family who could take care of us mm-hmm. uh, when they were at um, rehearsals with Spelmanslaget. So we always uh, went with our parents there. Uh, so we grew up listening to fiddle music and... When I was five, I started playing the fiddle and yeah, so started also playing with the Spelmanslag. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, folk music has basically been part of your Yeah, it's always upbringing. been a part of my life. Uh, when I started playing the fiddle, I played classical music as well, mm. um, the Suzuki method. But uh, also, I was a part of like the Spelmanslag for children mm-hmm. uh, that Ola Bäckström, a fiddler from Sweden, had. Mm. Uh, and they had a lot of... In Fallen, they had a lot of good... Um, ensembles for kids uh, so I'm very lucky to be like that I grew up in a region that had like such a rich uh, folk music tradition yeah because yeah, that's really important isn't yeah. it like to be surrounded by other people yeah and definitely. especially all the people your age can yeah. be very important I didn't have so many I had most of the uh, people I played with at home was a couple of years older than me mm. uh, so when I was a teenager, I didn't have a lot of people my age playing. I was like, when I was in high school, uh, I was like too young to be a part of the bigger ensembles. Okay. Uh, so then I went to the region next to Dalarna, Helsingland, yeah. mm. and started playing there. And that was really important for me to meet people in my age mm. there. And I got really a community around it. Because that's usually when people quit playing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And they discover that, or they get on... I mean, is this cool? Yeah, playing folk music is—is yeah. is it really cool? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was nice to get your own like community, and me and my friends went to all the festivals together. So I think that was important for me to continue. Great. And then you, um, you studied folk music at the Swedish Folk Music Academy in Stockholm. Yeah, exactly. I did a bachelor there in uh, in Swedish folk music. Mm. So I mean, uh, I know your work from before you saw album yeah. from. Um, your trio Northern Resonance with your husband Jerker and um, Petrus Dillner. Yeah. Uh, so fiddle, uh, nyckelharpa and hardanger fiddle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just spoke last night about how that is like the perfect band for an, for exporting yeah. around the world, like the two most <laughs> yeah. iconic instruments uh, yeah. from the Nordic countries. People find it very interesting when they see the instruments and uh, a lot of people have heard about hardanger fiddle and uh, nyckelharpa and for some people it's new, so mm. yeah, it's a good it's a good band, it's fun to play with them. Yeah, and but, but there you, you play like um, newly composed yeah. music inspired by different folk music. Like, how would you describe the music of Northern Resonance? Uh, so, since the setting is quite special with the Hardanger fiddle, Viola d'Amore, and Nickelharpa, uh, we write our own music, but we all have like our backgrounds in the traditional music. Mm. Uh, so we are, of course, inspired by that when we write music. Uh, but uh, when we arrange, it's more um, like... M- I wouldn't say maybe modern. Um, so we compose. It's like we let the instruments control, mm-hmm. like the um, tunes and the setting. And yeah, it's quite, it's quite special to arrange for that kind of setting. Yeah, um, it's quite hard with all the resonating strings. Uh, yeah, but it's also very fun and a 
very fun challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's I think it's a, it's a great sound in that yeah. band. Like something we also spoke about last night, like how important it is when you have a band. Yeah. To f- like you need to have some sort of uh, to set yourself apart from yeah. the crowd because there's so many yeah. folk music duos and trios. Yeah. And they all sound very similar, mm-hmm. so it's all about like finding yeah some way to stick out. Yeah. But that's one thing. But this album that you're here promoting um, this weekend is something completely different. Yeah. Because it's uh, well, it's a, it's titled solo, so yeah. obviously it's just you playing. Yeah. Or or, or it's not obvious. No, isn't it? no. It Which is weird. Spe- yeah, it's very weird. When I was um, releasing the album or when I was recording it, uh, people were all like asking, "Oh, it's going to be so nice to hear like your own music that you have composed." And I was like, "No, it's not my music. It's uh, traditional tunes." Yeah. And people were asking, "Oh, who are the guest musicians?" Yeah. Uh, and I was like, "No, it's like." completely solo yeah. um, because I think a lot of people that are releasing solo albums today it's more like um, a solo project where maybe one person is the lead mm. uh, and bringing in guest musicians or doing their own tunes but they have like their name on the album Yeah. Uh, but releasing like a um, trad album solo is not um, very common in Sweden at least yeah <laughs> exactly it might be a bit more common in Norway yeah I think so Although you don't see them as often as you would think. No. I mean, even though Norway is like very obsessed about the, yeah. like the the solo yeah. folk music, musician, uh, and like I I know that the Irish and the Scottish scene quite well, and there is even rarer to hear someone yeah. record a, a totally solo album. Yeah. <laughs> There's always someone on the guitar or the yeah. around in the background, like, which is a bit ironic. Yeah. In when you think about that, the, the like the the tradition kind of evolved as a solistic yeah. tradition and now it's it has become more of a yeah like a, an ensemble tradition yeah uh, so why how did you come up with this idea and like what how did the the idea for the album I I got really into the traditional music uh, more like I grew up with it but to play traditional I got more into that maybe six or seven years ago when I first played with Per Gudmundsson um, and I got really into the archive rec- recordings and really started to enjoy playing solo um, and then didn't you enjoy it before this or it was, was yeah I did of... enjoy it but I didn't like um, I didn't um, feel like I had a strong tradition by myself because mm. uh, in a lot of I don't know if it's the same in Norway, but um, when I grew up, it was a lot of people like, you know, generation of fiddle players in the family and uh, people had like a big name already from their family. Uh, And for me, coming from my parents are not from Dalarna and uh, none of they are professional fiddle players. Mm. So I don't have that like um, tradition with me from the family. Um, So for me, it felt a bit scary to be like, can I really play this tradition is yeah. it okay for me to play it uh, <laughs> or do I have to be like fifth generation growing up in this village to be able to play it yeah. uh, but then I realized that like you can choose whatever obviously, you want to play obviously. and which tradition you want to have and uh, and I really got into the tradition from Rettvik mm. um, so that was the beginning for me I think and then uh, I was encouraged by my teachers to play more solo um, and there was actually a record label in Sweden a couple of years ago who had like a competition mm-hmm. uh, where you could send in like um, 
some solo pieces. Oh, yeah. And the winner got to release an album. And then I, I sent in some of my tunes um, and I didn't win. But it was, uh, I think the idea to actually record an album started there. Okay. Um, and then I got like a studio day my last year at the Academy in mm-hmm. Stockholm. Uh, when you do your bachelor, you get like one day in the studio. Okay. So then I was like, okay, let's just record my repertoire and then see if okay. I will release it or not. It felt very scary to actually plan an album. So I just recorded it and then, yeah, then it became an album yeah. in the end. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really like like a really organic process to to make an, a record like that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, for me it was because I also think a lot of the solo albums in Sweden that are released, it's an older generation. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to wait until I'm older to release one. It's also nice to have like um, um, like a mark how my traditional playing is today. Mm. Because like in 20 years it will be something else. Yeah, you're probably very happy that you did it. Like. Yeah, so I think it's nice to like have a recording also from when you're younger. Mm. Yeah. True. Huh. So how did you go about like f- choosing the tunes for the album? Um, so we did on the day in the studio, I think we had like eight hours, but I think we ended up with being there for 10 hours, yeah. just playing like all... One day to record an entire yeah. album is, is quite like, <laughs> it was quite even though it's solo. Yeah, but it was quite heavy. Also because solo pieces are much shorter because you don't have all the arrangements. Yeah. So I think we recorded like 25 tunes or something in one day. Mm. Um, so it was like a heavy day, <laughs> but I'm happy because I had a producer with me. And I think that was very important for me because when you do everything solo, it's hard to be like, know which which ones to choose. You just lose track of everything. Yes, yeah, like. so it's nice to have like another ear as well. Um, so uh, my producer was helping me afterwards as well, choosing the tunes. Uh, also, my husband had to spend a lot of time listening <laughs> yeah. to the <laughs> recordings, helping me to choose. Um, and then uh, we narrowed it down to 19 tunes um, that felt like a good match on the album. And when you play these tunes, like, do you have um, do you have everything worked out, like with variations and ornaments and small details like that, or is it like fairly different from time to time? I would say it's fairly different. Um, I do have like some kind of bass that's like um, how I play the tunes, but it's also like when I find a tune or when I get a tune from a teacher or something, I usually try to find all the recordings with the tune mm-hmm. uh, with different fiddle players in the archives uh, and then I listen and I, then I get like different tools from different recordings yeah. so then I see it like I have a toolbox and then whenever I play it I can like do variations every mm. time from that toolbox mm. and that's one of the things I really enjoy when I play solo that is more like it's very playful because I can be very much in the moment with the tune yeah I just know it's easy to sometimes lose that playfulness when you record. Yeah. People get scared that yeah. they might mess up or do something yeah. wrong, so they plan everything meticulously. Yeah. And then you you risk losing some of the yeah. fun. Yeah, there was actually one tune on the album, and in the end, I did like an ornament that I like I played played it wrongly, I think. Mm. Uh, but then my producer was like, "Yeah, but we should do that take because usually that's the thing that you." 
when you listen back to it, yeah. really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And that's, he was, weird, yeah, he was right because now like I that. do that ornament because I really like. Oh, this was nice. I should yeah. do this more often. Like whenever I record something, I, I, it's just how my brain works. I get obsessed with the small details. I yeah. can't see the big picture. So oh, I have to like make that better. And yeah. That better. And then, then I do like a quadrillion more takes. Yeah. And then okay, this is the take. Yeah. Like everything is perfect. Yeah. And then like when you compare it to the first take, it just sounds like shit. Yeah. It is weird how it works. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but I think it's nice when you get those like in the moments, spontaneous recordings. Mm. Hmm. So um, yeah, so you you recorded and like released this album, and then what now? Like, uh, yeah, I I wasn't sure like when I recorded it. I was like, is anyone going to be interested in listening to like solo fiddle? Yeah, because it's so like unusual uh, in one way so I was like people don't want to hear solo fiddle do you listen to solo recordings yeah I love it mm. I listen a lot to it um, and um, so in the beginning I was like am I go even going to release this um, and I was very scared about like how will the response be will people mm. think that I'm too young and I don't know the tradition well enough to be able to do this mm. uh, so it was really scary but then uh, when I released it, I got a great response from it, yeah. and it made me. It was really nice, and it's been some people that are interested in booking solo gigs, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's been. Uh, I'm very glad that I released it, and it's been uh, a great experience. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice hearing your concert last night. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a different vibe at the solo yeah. concert for everyone, Definitely. for the audience yeah. and for the player. And yeah. Like, how? What's the biggest difference for you as a musician? Uh, I think it's. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, definitely that it feels more personal in one way because it's very like you expose your like musical voice in a different way mm -hmm. uh, than I do when I play with the band because then it's more like the band's sound together. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also I struggled very much with stage fright before. Mm -hmm. Before uh, this album or like Yeah, before this album. Oh, really? I was like I didn't enjoy being on stage at oh. all. I hated it. Huh, I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> uh but then actually when I did a, my first solo concert a couple of years back, like a whole concert, uh it's it went away so I think I just had to mm. like face the fear being alone on stage yeah. um, and I, I've i learned how to cope with it like yesterday I was quite nervous okay. and then I know it's going to take maybe two or three tunes before I get like it. warm and uh, mm. feel uh, um, like safe on stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I've always like been impressed by the, the musicians in the Norwegian scene mm -hmm because they all seem to be able to do solo shows yeah. whenever like yeah. as as I told you like I I've grown up in a different musical world yeah. before I uh, entered the folk music folk music community uh, so I like I still have a hard time playing solo yeah uh, like even the difference between a duo and a solo is it's a big is difference. so big like yeah. You have no one to like look at. On yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's <laughs> the hardest thing. I usually just close my eyes. Yeah. And before I was like, is this boring that I'm just like closing? Is people thinking that I'm like too like in in the zone? Like, 
not opening up for the audience but mm. i think i've been like okay but i can still like close my eyes and still be open to the audience mm. uh, also i think it's nice when i play solo with like talking with the audience and um, presenting the tunes yeah uh, then i can be more personal there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's a different dynamic yeah. than if there's two of you you need to have like a, some kind of banter or yeah. like dynamic between yeah. you usually exactly mm. So do you have uh, more gigs, solo gigs coming up? Uh, I'm well, obviously after this yeah, weekend. Like, hopefully, you'll yeah. Have your schedule um, filled. I'm going to play a showcase at Folk Alliance in Kansas City. Oh really? Yeah. Great. So we're doing both with Northern Resonance a showcase, and then I'm doing a solo showcase. Nice. Uh, so that's the next thing. Um, but then I don't have so many. Uh, solo gigs booked at the moment. No. Yeah. That'll change, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, y- you've basically been making a living as a musician for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since we're at the Showcase Festival and everything, like, do you have any uh, advice or thoughts about, like, what's what's the key to, like, making it work? Mm. Because, like, as we know, the playing yeah. is only small part of yeah. <laughs> or at least um, for me it's been uh, I I really like the like business side of it I really like um, I oh. have in where I live most people don't yeah but I think I it's quite fun actually mm. um, and I really like um, being like your own employee mm. um, deciding when I want to work that's um, a nice feeling for sure yeah. but I think it's uh, a lot well, about the, the downside is you work all the time. Then. Huh? The, the the problem is you work all the time. Usually. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to also. I think it's good because my husband is not a musician full time. No. And I think for me that's good because sometimes he can be like, okay, but maybe you don't have to work tonight. Yeah. <laughs> or like maybe you can take the weekend off when yeah. I'm home. So I think that's very healthy for me to have people around me being like, you don't have to work all the time. Yeah, just reminding you that there's actually a world outside yeah. work or outside yeah. music given. Yeah, so I think it's important. For me, it's been important to have structure, to be like, uh, get a lot of things done during the days when I'm not on tour. Mm. And then trying to also Are you very organized recharge. with your time? Uh, yeah, okay. I would say that I am. Good at making lists. Yeah, okay. That has really helped me, yeah. <laughs> making a lot of lists. Do you use like uh, pen and paper? Or yeah, you, uh, actually yeah, so I no, do. No apps? Uh, I have some apps, but mostly pen and paper. I mm. think it's nice when you like can uh, when cross you do it, yeah cross out a task. It's yeah, but otherwise, I think it's for me. It's been important to really have projects that uh, I love, uh, mm. like not trying to create music that I think that other people want to hear, uh, but to do music that I want to play, mm. because I think that's like when you do that then people are also enjoying it mm. uh, more. What about like how, do you have any thoughts about what the, what's the best way of like getting attention for or like gigs or opportunities? Mm, I think it's um, a lot about, it's the cliche, finding your thing mm. that you want to do. For mm. example, with Northern Resonance, it was, uh, just an idea that struck me that oh no one has done this trio this setting before and then we started doing it and then since we love playing together it just kind of it's easy to sell it when you 
really like what you're doing. Mm. Uh, and also I think it's very important to have like a good press kits like good photos good videos yeah yeah you guys have really always have good photos. <laughs> thank you because it's also i i really think it's important with the visual thing like what you see when you're like trying to sell something is also should reflect like the music that you play yeah um, so i think it's important to where the, whether it's like a, a ensemble or if it's a solo project to be like um really think about the whole concepts of what you're doing yeah what's what's your relationship with social media is that something mm, i'm i try to be good at it mm. uh whatever but that means yeah English. whatever that mm. means uh, i think it's hard but uh i'm very bad at like um, being i'm always like oh, i should have filmed this or took a picture there or something but i'm trying to get better yeah yeah that's also about balance, isn't it? Like, it yeah. like can get a bit obsessive. Yeah, definitely. Uh. And I also think it's hard to be like, uh, when do I want to be just Anna, the like my private person, person mm-hmm. and when do I want to be a musician? And yeah, how much thing. should my private life be mm. like? So on social media, I think it's really hard. Like. Um, on Facebook, I have my music page, but on Instagram, it's both like I want to share both my personal life because mm. I have friends and family that want to see that. Mm. And I also want to share my music life. So it's like also finding that balance. Yeah, yeah, that can be harder. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and sometimes you sometimes you, you kind of know intuitively that sometimes you get more attention if you yeah. share a bit more of yeah. your personality. And yeah. Then, so. Yeah, and I also think it's nice to have like a close relationship with the, the people that listen to your music. Mm. I love, I started sending out newsletters now and I really enjoy that because it's more like, it's a more relaxed thing mm. that you can just talk to the people that enjoy your music and get more of a personal connection with them. Sure, mm. definitely. Uh, but back to your uh, solo album mm. uh, and your playing style. I'm curious, like, um, when it comes to kind of developing your own style as a traditional musician. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts about, like, obviously you want to uh, respect the tradition yeah. and be seen as an yeah. authority in a way, yeah. possibly, in that tradition. But yeah. you also, I suppose, you want to um, put your own spin on it in yeah. a way. Like, how do you balance those two? Uh, for me, it's been... A lot like uh, listening to old archive recordings and really getting into the music so I can feel like if I do know how the old fiddle players played it, then I can choose what things I like from mm. that. And then I can be like secure in that I know the tradition and then I can do it in my way um, and like do my interpretation on it. Mm. Uh, but I think it's important to also have the core that I know, like I know how this sounded when the older generation played it. But it's also, it's a living tradition, I think. And I think it's important to... What does that mean? Uh, I think it's important that you don't just see traditional music as something that should be only in the archives. And that's that's the way how it's always sounded because they have also done their interpretation. Sure. Uh, so I think it's... Um, uh, important to be like respectful for the tradition but also to 
like get the tradition going and keep on developing it mm. because I mean uh, when I listen for example at old fiddle players uh, their lifestyle back then it's very different from my lifestyle yeah. today it's like I don't have the same um, like when they play a lot of people worked with their hands a lot uh, like or farmers and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so their like hands are completely different from mine so I can't play in the same way as them because they're way of playing their fingers it's different from mm. my way of playing and my fingers because I don't have the same hands like some people like I'm not saying that I agree but some people argue that if you study music too much or too yeah. hard or too I don't know classically yeah you might not be able to play the folk music tradition of the yeah. Nordic countries as it was intended so yeah. you know what I mean yeah uh, is there something to that or is that I think that's so hard. I think it's up to every person and every person who listens to it. I mean, um, you can go to a concert and love the music if you hear someone who has that, like, has been studying a lot mm. and loving it or you hate it. I think it's a personal thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more about under to be able to understand the genre. Yeah. I think I th- my personal opinion is that that is kind of a misunderstanding yeah. in that you hear say classical trained musician yeah. attempt to play folk mu- yeah. music and that would obviously sound yeah. rubbish yeah probably the other way around as yeah, well yeah definitely but if someone actually takes the time to to study, study different yeah. fields yeah. i mean i i don't think that sh- should be an no, hindrance I think, no definitely not yeah i i agree i think that if you really are aware of what you're doing and are really respectful for it for it and really get into it then I don't think it matters if you come from the classical or jazz or if you're brought up in the folk music scene I think it's um, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's all music in yeah the so do you think you'll release more solo albums uh, in the future I think but I don't feel like I have like uh, I don't feel um, stressful about like releasing a new album soon mm. uh, I want to do it when I like feel like I have and more repertoire and yeah. have the feeling of doing it again. Because it's a different thing, right? From yeah. when you're like releasing music with a group that yeah. has original music. If mm-hmm. like especially these days. Yeah. You have the pressure of like yeah. you constantly put yeah. out new stuff to keep yourself relevant. Yeah. But I think with a solo album it's more so you don't have to be album. yeah. Mm. It doesn't have to be uh, so I mean this repertoire will be relevant in ten years as yeah. well for me uh, and representing the music I play so I think it's a bit more chilled yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice yeah, yeah. that's nice yeah <laughs> but maybe I think it's nice to also for myself maybe releasing an album in 10 or 20 years to see how my solo playing is then yeah 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 that's interesting yeah mm. but I mean you're doing different things as well like I saw you were on you, you've been playing uh, I've seen you on tour with uh, this Irish dance show yeah uh, which is a completely different thing yeah. from what you're doing yeah it's an Australian production uh, called Airborne uh, and they they've been touring in the in Australia for many years with the Irish dance show mm. um, it's more like um, it's um a lot of pop songs as well. So yeah, the, it's kind of it's, modern spin on yeah, the river dance. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, 
all music from Irish artists. Uh, and then they did their first tour in Europe, um, 2019. Mm. And their fiddle player couldn't join them on their tour in Germany. Uh, so then uh, I got called in for that yeah. uh, just randomly. Uh, and it was really fun. I mean, when I was younger, I played a lot of Irish folk music. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, so I've always enjoyed playing that kind of music. Uh, and it was really fun. I got very into the like Irish dance. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Yeah. And because like, you're also been doing that. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing Irish music for a long mm-hmm. time, but I did my first tour with an, a dance show yeah. this uh, this fall. Uh, and you have to say like yeah it's incredible yeah uh, it's yeah it's both an instrument and yeah. uh, and uh, and like it's very popular yeah it's very popular <laughs> i'm impressed like how big that scene is yeah i wasn't actually aware of yeah. or I, I sort of was but i yeah. hadn't like experienced it yeah. firsthand yeah so i think i mean even though i have like my heart in the traditional music i mean Good music is always good music. Yeah. So I think it's very fun to do different crossover projects and being a part of these kind of things. So that's definitely something I like doing. And it's nice to have like my solo project and other resonance as my like core projects. Yeah. But then I think it's fun to do other things as well. Yeah, sure. Do you have any uh, like artistic plans for the next like? five years, ten years? Is this something that you mm. really want to do? Well, it would be fun to do more shows like that. I mm. really enjoy that. Um, but we're in the middle of a new project now with Northern Resonance. Uh, so that takes a lot of time and yeah. it's very exciting. We're doing uh, a collaboration with the duo from Belgium, Sieger, with Hartwin and Vortore. Okay. So they play diatonic ac- accordion and octave mandola um and then we're bringing along a percussionist and a double bass player and then we have northern resonance in that so uh, we're doing some gigs this summer hopefully and then a tour in 2024 so it's fun to do like northern resonance but with a bigger sound yeah Yeah. great Mm. yeah sometimes i just enjoy asking some random yeah. questions yeah, in the ahead. end <laughs> go ahead <laughs> no, I'm just curious like what would you say are some of your strongest sides <laughs> oh that's a very hard question uh, I wish someone else could answer that for <laughs> me <laughs> uh, but I think it's um, that um, I I don't know I'm sure you know I'll ask you the opposite question in a while <laughs> Uh, no, but I think it's that I'm very driven uh, and uh, I do, I don't know, I think this is so hard. Mm. You seem like an organized person. Yeah, I think maybe that. You and also like a, that, a level-headed person. Yeah. Um, and also in my playing, I think that um, I really do want to get into things like if I'm going to be a substitute in a band or something I do like spend all hours on the day to just get into the music and really studying it so I think that's also one of my strong sides that I I can really get into things and get lost in like studying traditions or different 
way of playing and I think that's has been a good thing for me especially with the solo album yeah what are some of the things you're struggling with <sighs> a lot of confidence I think uh, to think that you're like good enough or uh, interesting enough like is it in- interesting enough what I'm doing mm. um, also like writing my own tunes i'm very like struggling with being happy with the songs that i write and to present them so that's so you're very self-critical so yeah saying? so that's something i'm trying to work on yeah perfectionist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, and is there something outside music that you enjoy doing uh i've always enjoyed cooking all right uh, what's like your like go-to dish Ooh. i don't know many different dishes my dad cooked a lot when we were kids uh, so he had a lot of great recipes okay like swedish food or um both a lot of like french food oh french food yeah Very but nice. like um different he had like a cookbook from a guy named carl butler mm-hmm. and like those recipes are so good yeah, I really enjoy cooking when I like get home, just be in the kitchen, listening to good music and cooking. Uh, also being outside, like in the forest, mm. is something I really enjoy. And we're also like, for the past year, me and my husband has been uh, renovating a house. Yeah, and we're I going know a thing to, or two about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually moving like an old timber house is it called oh, that in english yeah it's very fashionable these days isn't it yeah <laughs> and in sweden there are a lot of like houses that no one lives in so yeah, they like take them down and then you move it to another place so we're going to do that in the end of the summer so that's also yeah so it's actually like a house made of logs that yeah you're just literally taking apart and yeah. you're putting up somewhere else yeah so that's also like uh, i've always liked um like renovating and building and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's also something. Yeah, that can be hard for perfectionists. Like yeah. Like the renovation <laughs> project. There's so many small yeah. details. Yeah, and it's so like hard to do over. the decisions yeah, how yeah. to do it. But yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's a good place to end. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for taking the time to to talk to me. Um, Thank you for having me. And uh, it'd be nice if you could play as a tune yeah. in the end. Is that possible? Yeah, definitely. What would you like to play? Um, I have a Polska. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of Polskas on my solo album. I think it's 19 tunes on my solo album. 15 are Polskas or yeah. something like that. Uh, it's very popular in Retvik. So it's a Polska from Retvik. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Folk Music Podcast. As always, please visit the website to learn more about the show. So uh, there are only two more episodes left this season. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed more frequent episodes this fall. Um, We plan to do a season of similar length in the spring. So if you have any ideas uh, about that, uh, what we could do differently perhaps, um, anything at all really, please don't hesitate, but send us an email at thefolkmusicpodcast at gmail.com or find us on social media. Um, that's all for this week. I'll see you back here very soon for another episode of The Folk Music Podcast. Bye-bye.